Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got Rula Salman with me today. Her business is life coaching and in particular, specializing in relationships. So hello, Rula. Hello, how are you? I'm great, thank you. And whereabouts in the world are you, Rula, for the benefit of the audience? So I live in Illinois in the U.S., in the south suburbs of Chicago. Fabulous. So just tell the audience and myself a little bit about yourself and and what's led you to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, so I just about, um, well, I've always wanted to do psychology and therapy, but I never pursued it because I just uh, ended up doing accounting because I was told to do it. It was uh, more beneficial for me. So um, I've been married for 30 years and I have four wonderful kid uh, children. But as my kids were getting older, I um, went back to that, to that interest of psychology and therapy. And as I um, worked on it, pursued it, I realized that that's actually my passion and my purpose in life. And um, I signed up for uh, coaching because I wanted to be certified in that. And it's been a, just a transformational journey. And I'm just so happy that I eventually followed my passion in my heart. Excellent. So Rula, we we're talking a little bit about how to create that honeymoon phase that we all enter into when we go into a fresh new relationship, how to keep that ongoing and and what, what is it that we need to implement and recognize within our relationships to keep them fresh and uh, vibrant and full of passion. So what for you is something that has been identified in your experience as being the key thing that we need to share with the audience around that? Yeah, I think it's it's important to understand the expectations of us, you know, each individual, because, um, you know, the movies have taught us that in a relationship, you're supposed to have a honeymoon period throughout your life, right? So, you know, but really it's a honeymoon period. So it's it's good thing to have all these um, you know, special feelings in the beginning, and they do. And it just, you know, when you understand and, and know that there, it's just a honeymoon period that eventually, as you get into the relationship, not that that love goes away, or the feelings go away, but it just becomes more normal. So it appears as if it just ended, or there's something wrong. And I think um, that's when people start you know, are not happy in the relationship and they, so instead of working on the relationship and keeping that fire kind of ignited, they just um, give up and start looking for other things around them to fulfill that need of happiness and, you know, those feelings. So I think it's the expectations of 
you know, how the romantic relationship should be. And, and they expect that honeymoon period to, to last forever. And it's just, it's not real. It's our imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it, isn't it the case that it, it sort of transforms and, and can transmute into something even greater if we can just view it through a different lens, I suppose. So how, how does that happen for people that have longevity in, in their relationships and, and keep that spark alive? Yeah, and, and it's true. It's, you know, it doesn't have to end, you know, just because that, you know, special period, it, it just fades, it just becomes even better. It's a kind of better um, feelings and more stronger love relationship. And I, I like to, you know, and it's, it's something that we constantly have to work on. So I like to use a metaphor like the garden. So, you know, the garden in the beginning when you plant the flowers and like so beautiful, but then you start getting the weeds and, you know, and unless you water it every day, unless you put fertilizer, unless you weed out all that bad stuff, it doesn't look beautiful, and, you know, always. So I think it's, it's always, you have to think of it like your relationship, it's like a garden. It's so beautiful and you need to take care of it on a daily basis. So you need to make the time to spend, uh, you know, to do something special with your husband or your wife or, or your partner. So it's really important to be available and vigilant in your relationship because um, if you don't work on it, you simply are not going to have that. So you remember the garden and I need to water it every day. I need to give it that tender, loving care because we do love to be validated and we love the attention. And I think once you work on it and, and work on it on a daily, not forget about it and come back in like two, three months and, and then all the weeds have grown and, you know, so, or it's dried out and it's dead. So I'd like to think of it that way. And also you mentioned a little bit briefly off air that we have unrealistic expectations about, you know, what we expect from our partner in terms of that external validation. In other words, quite often we enter a relationship expecting them to make us happy, don't we? Yes, yes. We expect the partner to do everything for us. Uh, you know, it's really important for us to work on ourselves first, to understand where how we tick, you know, what is it that we want, how what makes us happy, and to fulfill that within ourselves, to to be able to be happy on our own if our partner is busy they don't we don't have to rely on them for everything and then to also know that the relationship it's give and take it's also what can i give to the relationship and to evaluate it every now and then to sit down and say what's working what's not working what can i change you know it's about it's a constant work it's um it's not easy. You cannot just assume things are going to happen or expect my partner is going to do this and this and this. No, your partner is a human being. They have their needs too. And it's that communication, that open communication. And also like understanding why you're, you're picking that partner too, because a lot of times people don't um, realize that they pick a partner for the wrong reasons. Like they may be just like, that's, you know, they want to pick a partner with certain looks or certain criteria but they don't look at the values and you know that they share and the interests because it's really important to study like who you want to marry and to make a, a smart decision not to just you know get in a relationship just because it's it's I think people need to really work on that it's um to 
to have good expectations, but at the same time to know what partner they want. And then, then to give this space for that partner to be who they are, because we can't change a partner. We can't change, we can change ourselves to improve, to get better. Of course, we can always work on the relationship, but a lot of times there is so much expectation of the partner to almost fulfill us, to, to make us happy. And it just, it doesn't, it's not true. According to me, that's how I believe. I believe yeah. this. <laughs> I, I uh, absolutely agree. The, the unfortunate thing is that I think a lot of women are guilty of thinking, well, you know, if there's something I don't like about him, I can change him. When it's not, a, you know, that, that is the wrong <laughs> mindset, isn't it? To enter a relationship in, because first of all, you shouldn't be wanting to change him because he'll be definitely resistant to that. He'll pick up on that energy, even if you try and do it subtly. But also it's about um, recognizing if you feel the need to change him, then really that's a red flag that's telling you there's something about you that you possibly need to change. And then upon doing that work on yourself, then you'll probably inspire him to, to make the changes that you want anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree with you. I, 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 if I'm going to be with someone and, you know, have the idea that I want to change him, that maybe he's not the right partner for me either. You know, it's, um, we can't change anybody. And that's, you know, a lot of people that when I, when he, we get married or when we get together, I'll work on it. It just doesn't, unless the person is willing to work on it themselves and they can, I'm not saying that people don't change. Of course they change only if they choose to do it themselves and they do the work because um, unless they want to do it, They'll, they'll, to please you, they'll do it for a short amount of time, but they'll end up going back to the old habits. But if, if the person have the desire and the intention to change themselves, they will do it only. The only thing I could say is you can lead by example, um, you know, by, you know, being the best that you are capable of being. And hopefully that, you know, your partner will see the change in you and that reflects on them and then they're that's when they um, are motivated to change themselves and that's if of course they love you enough to want to make the change because you know I, I really truly believe that everybody should be very authentic honest with themselves and not to try to change anyone and, and make them love them because it just just be true to yourself and understand if somebody's gonna love you they're really gonna love you for who you are and you don't have to change for anyone Exactly, 100%. Um, I, I can remember making the mistake, and this is going back quite a few years now because I, I separated from my ex-husband in 2009, but I know prior to sort of having this wisdom, knowledge and awareness that in that relationship, you know, I, I was quite controlling and I'll put my hand up and say that, you know, I was controlling because I'd been through previous trauma and um, at the hands of men and, and it made me want to protect my heart and so um, I wanted to take charge of that relationship and um, I wanted to you know have have um, a lot of control because I, it made me feel safe it made me feel secure but in doing that um, you know he stepped back into a more role of um, being less masculine in that relationship because I was taking a more masculine role and at the end of the day, that was less attractive to me. So I ended up, you know, creating a man that I, I was inadvertently changing and emasculating that I didn't find attractive anymore, which, you know, <laughs> was a big lesson, a big lesson in hindsight. 
Thank you for sharing that. And, and I honor you for sharing that and, and for admitting to yourself in, in recognizing, um, you know, the, the mistake that happened there. And yes, you know, a, a lot of us, you're not alone. A lot of us do go through that. And, and I guess that's when we learn it's sometimes it's our fears that we become controlling. We feel like if we can control them and, um, you know, things will get better and it really doesn't, you know, if, you know, it's really important in a relationship to have that trust and, and uh, the trust meaning not knowing, you know, what they're going to do or, you know, but trusting that you will come together to an understanding of, you know, just, um, you know, even if there is a mistake, then there is forgiveness and there's talking communication and all that. So, yeah, a lot of us make the mistake of wanting to control this way we're protecting ourselves from being hurt. And it's just, it's not true. And then unfortunately, society teaches that teaches us that too. And um, yeah, and I don't like the roles that are changing now with it, where the male is not being the man that they need to be. You know, we cannot, um, you know, it's sad, but I, I like women to stay a woman because there's beautiful qualities in a woman. And I think it's, it's really good to, to stay, you know, um, as a woman to have that quality and, and to appreciate our role and also, to, you know, the importance of a man and in his role and, and uh, not to confuse that. And I think the control um, is really an importance, you know, something really important that we recognize and, and, and to really work on ourselves and our fears and why we do things. And, and that's why we check with ourselves. And, and, you know, and we, and I think the importance of seeing coaches is really important, not because I'm a coach, but I mean, it's really important to talk to somebody to, you know, work through your thoughts, because sometimes we get stuck in situations, and we just don't know why we have that we have those like blind spots, you know, it's like, we just don't need we're not we're simply not aware of what we're doing. And it's important to talk to somebody that will help us uh, bring it to the conscious mind and, and to understand and once we're aware of it, we can deal with it. But once we don't know, we just don't know. So when you know better, you do better. Absolutely, because we don't, like you say, <laughs> we don't know what we don't know, but what we know, uh, once we know, we do better. So that's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, and, and for me, you know, as I say, that was, that was a huge lesson, you know, in, in learning how to, in my next relationship, relinquish that control and then, you know, realise how, how that changed the dynamics of my future relationship. And, um, you know, I had a lot more passion, aliveness and... Um, Oh, it's just uh, chemistry and and all the rest that you, you that I think we all want and crave. So, in terms of your advice, then Rula, what what would you say in terms of um, what what keeps a relationship strong? You know, what what a, a guidance would you give to any audience members that are thinking, you know, I'm in a relationship, it's gone a bit stale. How do I revive that relationship and help my myself and my partner uh, you know develop more connection and intimacy yeah yeah thank you great question and um you know i think it's all it's it's really important for us to again accept our partner for who they are right and also it's really important to understand that there is always 20 percent of the partner, any partner, like you will not like, there's 80% you will like, but there's always that 20% that 
that you're because we're just two different people, right? So we have to understand, you know, again, our expectations. It's we're human beings. We're not perfect people. So we do have uh, mistakes. And to be patient with each other, to to understand that we're human beings and, and, you know, to have that love and, and to keep the connection. So if, you know, to meet up every week, to have lunch, to have, you know, and, and to excuse ourselves, each other, if we, you know, um, can't make, you know, certain events, or if we have issues to work through it, I think it's, again, it's like the garden, I'm gonna bring the garden again, it's, you need to give it the tender love and care on a daily basis and um, to water them. And also the expectations of comparing a lot of people, they um, it's not because, you know, they think that, you know, they watch other people or other couples or they watch even the movies and they see, you know, uh, you know, the ha- that couples happening, you know, they don't see that, that um, in reality, people go through problems like it's not perfect world we live in and we have issues, whether with kids, whether with jobs, you know, we're human beings and we have, uh, you know, we have emotions and sometimes we're sad. And it's I think it's important to recognize that, um, you know, that we're not perfect, not to compare compare our relationship with like other relationship when we really, you know, they always, you know, there's a saying where it always looks greener on the other side, you know, and it's really, we don't know, you don't know, you, you look at the package on the outside, it looks great, but you don't know, we all struggle. I don't think there is one relationship that's perfect with no, um, you know, any problems at all. So it's, it's important to just um, to, to like accept, surrender, uh, be committed to the relationship. When you're committed to the relationship, you're not looking on the outside. You're not looking for something else. You're saying, I'm committed to work on this relationship because I care and um, it's important to me. And what's my part in it? What can I do to improve that relationship? And I think if each partner think like that, how, what wrong can it be? You know, you're accepting the imperfection. You're um, you're willing to work through it. You are willing to put the time and energy in meeting your partner halfway. You're. I know it sounds so easy, but it is easy. It's not hard if you have that mindset of I accept you for who you are. I know you're not perfect, and neither am I. You know, and accepting that, and and you know, thank you, you know, to to thank, to validate, and thank your partner when you do make the mistakes, and when you do make the mistakes, admit it because we are, you know, our ego sometimes, you know, we get defensive, and you know, we start pointing fingers because I don't want to be wrong, but you know, it takes courage to say yes, I made a mistake, I apologize, you know, how can I make it better? Because it's really we at the end of the day, we all want to be um, connected loved and validated. And if we can give that to our partner, I don't see why the partner um, won't do it. And if they don't want to do it, because a lot of partners choose not to for their own reasons, then you know what, I've done my best. I know that I'm in a good place. I love who I am. I will not change for anyone. If that person doesn't recognize it in me and doesn't see me as whole, as, as, you know, they want to see me, then really it's on them. It's not on me. I will do the best I can to be the, the best I'm capable of, but that's all really I can do. And I think once you have that confidence in yourself, your partner will see it and they'll see that you don't love them because you're needy. You love them because you're, you're, 
you walk with them, you know, it's like you share that happiness, but then you're really happy apart as well. Yes. I think it's an important thing that you mentioned about, you know, um, having those expectations, that word keeps coming up. And I think it's very relevant, especially in the dynamics of the, the masculine and feminine, because the men can really feel the weight of a woman's expectations energetically. And that puts pressure straight away on the relationship and makes him want to, um, you know, um, create distance and withdraw. And that's one, you know, that can bring up in the, the feminine or the woman, the, the anxiety and the anxiousness, can't it? And uh, feel it going to our space of fear and uh, worry about, well, why he's he distancing himself. Right. And also to always, always respect each other because, you know, we're, we're always on, on our best behavior with other people. But when it comes to our relationship, uh, we're, we're almost like just so much comfortable that we're, we forget to be kind and respectful. And, um, you know, because we tend to do it for like the outside, then we, we, we wear a mask on the outside and we're like our best, we behave in our best selves, but then we're, we're, where with our loved ones, we almost kind of like take them for granted. So don't take your partner for granted, you know, hold them high and they will hold you high. Yeah, uh, yeah, I 100% agree. And, you know, it's, it's about knowing that you are capable of keeping yourself happy, regardless of whether they're with you or not. And, you know, when they're with you, it's just like the icing or the cherry on top of the cake, isn't it? You're already living a, a happy, fulfilling life. And they just complement it. You don't need them to complete you. You are already complete in yourself. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I love that. So do you think it's still important then to set aside regular, especially if you've got kids, I suppose, um, you know, in terms of finding times where you can share some intimacy, not necessarily sexual intimacy, but intimacy where you can connect with your your beloved or your husband or your partner or your spouse, um, you know, in terms of, um, say, setting aside regular date nights, for example. Absolutely. Put it on your schedule. Make a point of it. Get a babysitter. <laughs> make time, just like you make time for anything else. Make time for your spouse or, or your partner, your loved one. Make the time. Put it on your schedule at least once a week. And, you know, connect, even if it's 10 minutes in the evening and, and don't talk about like almost try train yourself to keep any work stress or any outside. And just really, even if you sit down with a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, whatever, uh, you know, and just connect whether even walk for it. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a long time, just, just be present with the partner you know, feel that, that energy, that connection. And I think it, if you keep that going on a regular basis, and it's, it's really important because consistency, um, and yes, you know, to put it on your schedule, that is extremely important. I found, found it to be very important to connect on a daily basis, even, you know, with a, with a nice message, sometimes randomly, you know, to remember them. It doesn't have to be you know, a lot or crazy or, you know, just a simple, you know, and then again, it's for each, you know, couple, you know, they, they plan it together. It doesn't have to be one way, you know, whatever works for the couple, but I think it's that communication is really uh, important. And if, if you struggle, get help, no excuses. 
<laughs> you'll if there's a way you're uh, if there is a will there's a way yeah I think it's also important as well you know no matter what age you are and on no matter how long you've been in a relationship to still have that flirtiness as well you know which you can instigate in a in a text you know to create a bit of suspense for what might take place later on for example yeah and, and I, I really believe the heart doesn't age so, so I don't like to even mention age it doesn't come up to me you know you have to live your life and, and follow your heart and if you're 95 100 and, and you feel like you need to send that message do it What's, you know, who says, you know, sometimes uh, societal values, I don't know, they, they tell us, like, says who that a hundred year old can't send a message of love and, and you know, that, yeah. So no, age is not an excuse. <laughs> that just reminded me, actually, when I was a teenager, I used to visit an old people's home because they liked to have visitors visit the old people there that didn't get any visitors at all because hadn't got any relatives or friends that visited them. And there was one old lady there I really hit it off with. And she was so funny because um, even though I was just like a teenager, she she was quite open about, you know, being quite uh, flirty and playful and still interested in men. And she, I don't know how old she was, but she's probably at least in her seventies. And she said, um, she said, don't you, before she says, there may be snow on the roof, she said, but there's still fire in the grate. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> it just... Yeah, our emotions don't age. I'm sorry, maybe our, our you know, outer physique or outer layer ages, but really, I think our heart and emotion just are ageless. I really, really, truly believe that. And yeah. Okay, so um, talking about, you know, perhaps keeping those honeymoon feelings alive or ongoing, what else do you think we can do in terms of creating the best conditions, you know, whether that's mindset or whatever else, to enable that to, you know, to flourish in a relationship? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't quite understand your question. I'm just think, I, I was just asking you, are there any more tips you can give the audience around how we can create the conditions for helping, I suppose, the, the, the feelings that we still want to create, not necessarily the same ones as we had in the honeymoon phase, but ongoing past that phase that keep our relationships alive and flourishing beyond that. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I truly believe that we really uh, need to live the moment and live in the present. Because a lot of times we're always worried about like what's going to happen in the future, you know, will this last, you know, and, and really just work on it as long as you continue, like you go in with the, you know, with the commitment and the right intention and you're, you're, you're being present fully the best you can, it will just, it's a process, it's not like, you know, uh, again, like kind of like surrendering to the process and work through it on a daily basis. And as long as it's, it's part of your life, you're not neglecting it, you're not putting it on the back burner and putting everything else before that relationship, I think it should continue, really. I think it's and also like not comparing and not wanting to be like somebody or like, you know, comparing yourself to, uh, to others. And also it's what's really important, I think, surrounding you with yourself with, with uh, um, like-minded couples because it's just so much more 
fulfilling when you have, you know, couples that you can get together and, you know, have that connection and, and it just makes it so good, you know, cause a lot of, you know, times, um, you know, they want to do some things other than just, you know, with doing things together. And I think it's, it's, it works out for us, you know, for me, it works out a lot when we meet up with other couples and we just, we have a blast. And I think it's, it's um, going outside of the box, you know, like find ways, find different ways to do things together, to keep that spark going, you know, to enjoy each other, to enjoy the things that you do. And sometimes, you know, allow them to go on their own. Like, I mean, like you were like, don't control them. Like you can't go without me. No, go because you're trusting, you know, you're in a committed relationship, you know, your partner is committed and trusting, but they need that time alone because it's important for us to, as much as we love connection, we love time alone. And sometimes I want to be with my girlfriends. I want to enjoy my time with my girlfriends and I don't want my partner to say, no, you can't go or no, you know, you know, again, it's, it's that understanding and, and um, communication, effective communication, not imposing, but, you know, giving that space for, each other because sometimes we need that space and it's important to have that space because believe it or not when we have that space we miss each other more you yes. know and we do we were we like you know when my husband goes away for work you know after like if he goes if he's gone for like a week or two I'm like I can't wait for him to come back and I feel like excited again to see him as if I'm you know as if we're just newlyweds so it's it's important to have that space I think and not to be scared of it. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Cause even when I was with my ex-husband, you know, I didn't, I wasn't controlling to that degree. You know, he, he was, he was able to go and, and take off for a couple of days to go and fulfill his passions and activities that he enjoyed. And it's more controlling about, um, I suppose, wanting to have things done in the home my way and things like that. <laughs> that uh, I look back on and cringe about now. But uh, yeah, I think something you touched upon was very important there within that bit of conversation around not only scheduling time together, but, but also scheduling time where you can socialize with friends, but also your own time, you know, to fill your own cup up away from each other. Absolutely. When your cup is full, like Oprah Winfrey would say, then your cup of, of go over to other people and you're filling their cup as well. So, yeah, so important, you know, that we don't schedule our timetable to, the, to be so full to the extent where we don't give ourselves that me time. It's so important, isn't it? To, um, like you just said, have our own cup overfloweth first. Absolutely. <laughs> on that note Rula is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap the podcast episode up you know just be hopeful life is so beautiful and you can have the best relationship if you just have the right intention uh, not have over expectation or unrealistic expectations I, I should say just be realistic um appreciate what you have, be grateful, work on it. You may have, you could have truly the best relationship if you choose to. And I, and I truly believe that. Excellent. 
And for the benefit of the audience members that would like to connect with you, what's, what's your best contact information? So I, I do, I am on Facebook. It's Rula's Relationship Coaching on Facebook. And I do um, Instagram, uh, Rula.Salman. Rula.Salman. Okay, so as always, I'll make sure any other information around Rula's contact information is shared in our show notes. And so until next time, make sure you remember... True love starts with opening our hearts. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.